0: Good morning, everybody. Good morning. All you inside and outside. God bless you all. Would you stand and sing with us as we worship? Give me oil in my lamp. Keep me burning, burning, burning. Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. Give me oil in my lamp. Keep me burning, burning, burning. Keep me burning till the break of day. Hosanna to the King of Kings. Sing, Hosanna, sing. Hosanna, sing. Hosanna to the King. Give me joy in my heart. Keep me praising, praising, praising. Give me joy in my heart, I pray. Give me joy in my heart. Keep me praising, praising, praising. Keep me praising till the break of day. Hosanna to the King of Kings Sing, Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King Give me love in my heart Keep me serving, serving, serving Give me love in my heart, I pray Give me love in my heart Keep me serving, serving, serving Keep me serving till the break of day Sing, Hosanna, sing, Hosanna, sing, Hosanna to the King of Kings. Sing, Hosanna, sing, Hosanna, sing, Hosanna
1: Hosanna, to the King. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to worship, and hello to the folks who are worshiping outside. It is so good that we can be here to praise the Lord this morning. Please continue to bring winter clothing items and new underwear, but no socks for the Haven of Hope. And bring it before the 21st, because I believe uh, they're going to be delivered on the 21st. And don't forget to bring your shoeboxes next Sunday for the blessing. And if you haven't volunteered yet, The worship committee is in need of a couple of more people to help out. If you would contact Pastor Jim and let him know you'd be willing to serve on the worship committee, that'd be great. It's with personal sadness in my heart that I let you know that the annual community nativity has been canceled for this year. We do plan on continuing the journey next year. Thanks to each one of you who had agreed to participate this year as a cast member or as a behind-the-scenes worker. I hope we can count on you next year. On a brighter note, our community Thanksgiving service will happen and will be held at the First Baptist Church at 7 p.m. on Thursday, November the 19th. If you plan on attending, could you please bring a one-pound bag of beans or rice, a can of tuna, or a jar of peanut butter. Your donation will be gratefully received by the Holodas House of Neighborly Service. That's all I have for announcements. Let us welcome the light of Christ. First scripture reading today comes from Psalm 78 verses 1 through actually it's 7. It's about God's guidance to his people in spite of their unfaithfulness. My people, hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth with a parable. I will utter hidden things things from of old, things we have heard and known, things our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from their descendants. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power, and the wonders he has done. He decreed statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded to our ancestors to teach their children, so the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born. And they, in turn, would tell their children. Then they would put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds, but would keep his commandments. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks <clears throat> Let's join together in an attitude of prayer, please. Oh, Father God, We thank you for yet another week full of blessings. You have made everything wonderful for your children to enjoy. Lord, we ask that you guide us with your Holy Spirit so we remain humble and in your service. Remind us often of our Lord and Savior who taught us to include you in every aspect of our lives. Teach us to stay awake, for none of us knows the day or the time. Father, help us to always reflect your mercy, your goodness, and your light. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: of creation, all of the earth, makes great a highway, a path for the Lord, Jesus, Jesus is coming, is coming soon. soon, call back the sinner, wake up the saint, let every nation shout of your name, Jesus, Jesus is coming, is coming soon. Like a bride waiting for her room, we'll be a church ready for you. be justice, all will be new, your name forever, faithful and true, Jesus is coming soon. Oh. Every heart Yes, we wait, wait. you're coming soon.
2: morning, I'll start with the rainbow that it is to see all of you here on this beautiful November Sunday morning, praise the Lord, let's pray, gracious and loving God, we thank you so much for everything that you bless us with, we are truly, truly blessed. And most of the time don't even realize it. Cause us to realize it. And to be thankful. Always. Lord we lift up those we've named and many who are unnamed. Who need healing. In their bodies, their minds. Or their souls. We know that you are the great physician. We lift them up. Lord, we lift up those that are in areas of violence, in areas of war. We lift up our country, its leadership, and the leaders of all the countries of the world, that they would seek and do your will. Lord, we ask that you would open our ears and our understanding as your word is proclaimed this morning. Let it come alive in us that we might make your kingdom known as your Son did who taught us to pray saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I wanted to start out by... Repeating something that Susan read in case you weren't listening, okay? Or even if you were listening, we learn by repetition. We learn by repetition. Psalm 78, verse 6, says that the next generation might know them. It's talking about the Lord's statutes. The children yet unborn. And rise up and tell them to their children. So, so this is why, this is why. So that they should set their hope in God. And not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments. Wow, that just about says it. I should probably just sit down, but, but, uh, but I'm not going to. You know. Uh, this morning we're talking about. As a matter of fact, it's it's it's. Uh, I guess the word. I was speaking to. A member of our congregation earlier this week and the person asked me uh, uh, he he said you know in the times he had been here of that I didn't preach a lot about the end times okay well little did he know you know but uh, that's what we're gonna be talking about today and I'm actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I do a lot of times. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start, I'm going to read a few verses out of Matthew chapter 24 before I read today's reading out of the first 13 verses of Matthew chapter 25. Because again, again, we get, you know, I mean, any of you read John D. MacDonald? Have you all ever read John D. MacDonald books or... Of, or anybody, pick a pick a pick your favorite author. You know, Kurt Vonnegut Jr., Robert Heinlein. You know, whoever. But how many of you have ever uh, f- said, "Oh boy, I want to read that book," and you read the first chapter and don't finish the book? No. Usually, you read if you know. Sometimes you pick up one that's a real stinker, but but. When you pick up a book, you read the whole book. And I've, I've mentioned before and again, that's one of the issues that we have when we take a lectionary reading. We're just, we're just taking a little piece out of it, right? It's like, you, it's like you get a banana split, and all you get is the chocolate, right? You don't get the strawberry and the vanilla and the cherries and the pecans and the whipped cream, and the banana, all right? You're just taking a little bit. So this whole part from starting up in Matthew chapter 24 through actually the next couple of weeks, previews of coming events, we're talking about the end times, or I should say Jesus was talking about the end times. And these words that I'm going to read are Jesus' words, Again, if you had a if you have a red letter Bible, these words are red. Consider the words of the Lord. But about that day and hour no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away, so too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together. One will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, Hour. Now, today's reading is the second parable in three parables that come in a row that Jesus talks about the end time. The first one you can read later if you want at the end of chapter 24 about the faithful and unfaithful slaves. But this morning we're going to read about the ten bridesmaids. Consider the word of the Lord. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Again, this is Jesus preaching, and Jesus preaches what? The kingdom of heaven. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there there was a shout, Look, here's the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up. And trim their lamps. The foolish said to the wise. Give us some of your oil. For our lamps are going out. But the wise replied. No. There will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers. And buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Please be in prayer with me and for me. Gracious and loving God, God who desires that none should perish, but that all would come to a knowledge of your grace and love. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our salvation. So, here again we have sweet, gentle Jesus telling folks how it is, right? How it is. Now, I want to remind us of a few things that we read here about the end times but first off, I want to remind us all that Jesus said what? The kingdom of heaven will be like this. Jesus is preaching the kingdom of heaven. See, this is a serious thing. and this, this is where I think one, this, is, this is one of the fundamental places where we, and when I say we, I mean the body of Christ, are ineffective in the world. We've gotten goofed up on Jesus' message about the kingdom of God. Jesus came saying, the kingdom of God is at hand. Typically, when we look around us these days in organized religion, and I'm not sure we can use that term here, but in, in organized religion, there, like a lot of things, there's a, there's a typical dichotomy. We have theology on the right, if you will, and generally the theology on the right gets presented something like: "If you believe Jesus died from your sins and r- died for your sins and rose from the dead, then when you die, you'll go to heaven." And that seems to be the important thing and the thing that everything gets focused on. By the way, those statements are true, okay? The theology on the left tends to say, well, you know, Jesus was a good guy and all that, and yeah, he may have died for our sins, but the important thing for us to do is to take care of all the social problems around us in the world. Social and justice ministries, as they're referred to, okay? Jesus taught both of those, but he also, but in doing that, he taught the kingdom of heaven. And he taught and he said, the kingdom of heaven is available to everybody. Right now. Right now. You see, if you are a person that's a follower of Jesus, a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, then you are, as Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3, born from above. And when you die, you're going to be in, in, with God forever. And if you are a follower of Jesus... When you see wrong around you, wherever it may be, you're going to take care of it. You're going to address those problems. It's not an either or. It's a both and. And Jesus is saying, if you'll just follow me, if you'll just follow me, then The kingdom of heaven is here for you right now. Jesus' gospel again is, is, is that the kingdom of heaven is available for everybody right now. And the way you enter it is by trusting me, by trusting Jesus. Put your entire trust in Jesus and you can realize the kingdom of heaven right now. And you can help those people around you realize it. So what's this got to do with the ten bridesmaids? A lot. Here's what we know about the end times. Everything else is pretty much speculation. We know that there will be a final judgment. There will be a judgment day. You can bank on it. We know that Jesus will return to this earth in bodily form just like he left when he went into the heavens and we and we read about it there in acts chapter one and we know that nobody knows when that's going to happen and jesus just said that again he said i don't even know only god the father knows so, again, a real big red flag is, is if you hear Reverend so-and-so say, Jesus is coming back next Thursday at noon, don't believe him because he doesn't know. Nobody knows. And that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a real clear, a clear way for you to test. So, what about these ten bridesmaids? Did you notice? They are all got to the, to the appointed place on time. They all had lamps. They all had light. They all had light, if you want to look at it that way. Presumably, they at least casually knew the bridegroom, or they wouldn't have been in, uh, invited to the procession. They all were ready for the bridegroom to return. They all fell asleep. They all woke up. They all trimmed their lamps. They seemed to be pretty much alike in many, many ways. And by the way, I don't have time to go into it, but this is, this is Jesus' story here, like so many of his stories. This is the way weddings were done. In fact, at least up until the 20th century, there are places in Palestine where they still do just like Jesus talked about right here in this particular parable. The bridesmaids go out before the wedding party and then when the, when the groom gets ready. And there are all sorts of things that can keep the groom from being ready, Right? He might be negotiating the dowry, for example, for real. He might be, I don't know, having an extended bachelor's party. I don't know. Weddings at this time lasted about a week. It wasn't, you know, a couple-hour of deal like we typically do or run over to the Justice of the Peace and a three-minute deal, right, like we do. It was a week-long deal. The point is here, though, The bridesmaids were very, very much alike in many respects. And when Jesus says there at the end to keep awake, he's not really talking about going to sleep because clearly even the five wise bridesmaids fell asleep. They got tired waiting and they fell asleep. That's not what anything hinged upon, whether or not they went to sleep. What was the difference? What's the difference between the five that were foolish and the five that were wise? It's real simple. The five that were wise were prepared for the delay, they were all prepared for the return of the bridegroom. Sort of like, again, in our different theologies these days. Everybody's prepared to go to heaven, if you ask them, so to speak. But some aren't prepared for the delay in getting there. And how should I put this? If you've got something in your life that is preventing you from being in the kingdom of heaven, and you die, that doesn't just automatically change because you died. Think about it. Anyway, the five wise were prepared for the delay. And it's been a delay. It's been a delay, right? Christians have been waiting for Jesus to return since a few weeks after he ascended into heaven. And we can go, we can go into church history and many of the disputes, changes in theology, came about because of people's ideas about jesus returning and when he was going to return and why hasn't he returned yet and again that's not for me to know or even ask and notice that too notice that too the bridesmaids didn't ask each other about the delay the wise ones were ready for the delay what do you think it means to be prepared for the delay what do you think it means to be wise as far as jesus is concerned here okay okay cuz clearly jesus is the bridegroom and shutting the door of the the wedding banquet is the judgment day it's uh, it's pretty straightforward pretty clear cut not a whole not a whole lot of crypto stuff there It's pretty clear. Well, it tells us. Jesus tells us. Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 7. In Matthew chapter 7, at the end of the chapter, starting about verse 24, I think, he said, it's like this. The wise people build their house on a rock, right? So when the, when the rains come and the floods wash down, their houses don't wash away. And who are the wise people? They're the ones, Jesus said, who hear my words and do them. Do them. He didn't say they're the ones that believe I'm dying for them. He didn't say they're the ones who believe in me. He didn't say they're the ones who believe in the miracles that Jesus performed. He said the wise people, and wise is the same word in Matthew chapter 7 as it is in Matthew chapter 25, referring to the bridesmaids. He said the wise people are the ones who hear my words and do them. Do them. Do them. Here's another thing I noticed about the bridesmaids. They didn't judge each other. They didn't judge each other. In this parable, there's only one judge. There's only one judge. The bridegroom, Jesus. And you know what? What's today? The 8th of November, 2020. There's still only one judge. This is where a lot of people get goofed up. They think they need to do things because their neighbor thinks it's the right thing to do or their boss thinks it's the right thing to do. Right? Doesn't matter what other people think. There's only one person whose judgment counts Jesus said what he said in Matthew Matthew chapter 7 again good chapter Matthew chapter 7 down there around verse I guess verse 1 he said judge not and you won't be judged for with the measure you meet it will be measured to you again now we don't live in a judgmental society, do we? And nobody's concerned about any kind of judgments, especially this week, right? You know, nobody's, nobody's made any judgments. Nobody's made any decisions, you know. There's one judge, and that's Jesus. And then Paul got it. He, re, he reminds us in Romans chapter 14, right? He says, who are you to judge another man's servant? that person will rise or fall according to the judgment of his Lord, our Lord. So friends, this morning we look around us, and part of our judgmentalism is we come up with, we come up with all sorts of ideas. Again, we read in Psalm 78, our hope needs to be in God. Our hope needs to be in God. That's where our hope needs to lie. Period. No ifs, ands, or buts. Our hope is not in a vaccine. Our hope is not in a president. Our hope is not in ending some sort of social injustice. Our hope is not in our 401k. Our hope is only one place, and that's in God. So if we want to keep awake, right, if you want to stay awake, stay alert, like Jesus said, if you want to be like the wise ones, the five wise bridesmaids, then again, he told us, you hear his words, and you do them Amen. Now go in peace and go with the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen.